Today on episode 195 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, there's a particular situation where you need to change the drive letter that's assigned to one of your computer drives. Today I'll tell you when you need to do that and how to do it. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. And welcome back to The Computer Tutor Podcast. As you know, I'm your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson, and I'm here every Monday morning to show you how to do cool things on your computer and no geek speak. Today we're going to go through a whole process that the average computer user doesn't know how to do, and you'll see, we'll do the whole thing in plain English so it's easy to understand. And if you have a computer problem and you're just getting really frustrated with it, well, I'd love to handle that for you. I work on computers for clients all over the U.S. because it doesn't matter where you are, most repairs these days can be done remotely. So give me a call at 727 254 9078 or just email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's computer tip can be seen over at my website if you go to computertutorflorida.com slash 195. So let's get started. Today's tip is sort of semi-related to a topic that I talk about a lot, backing up your computer to a portable drive. But I'm not going to go through and tell you how to do that. We've gone over that before, and if you need help with that, then let me know. What we're talking about today is something you should do before you set up the backup process. In fact, when I set up a backup for a client, this is the first thing I do. I'm talking about changing the drive letter that's assigned to your portable drive, meaning the external drive that's going to be storing your backed up files and folders. Now, why would you need to change the drive letter on that drive? Well, let's just go through the process slowly, and I think you'll see why this is important. All right, you're setting up the backup for your computer. And the program I use to do the backup to the external drive is called Macrium Reflect. But you can use whatever program you want. I use Macrium because it's free and it's very reliable. Part of the setup process is you have to tell the software where to send the backup. So you get your portable drive, and when you connect it to the computer, you can see it gets assigned the next available drive letter, which let's say for this example is drive letter E. Your hard drive is almost always drive C, and your CD, DVD burner is probably drive D, so the next letter is E. Of course, this can be different for different computers, but let's just say those are the letters we're working with in this example. That means that every day, at whatever time the backup is supposed to happen, and for me, I usually set it to happen at 1 a.m., so it can do the backup while you're not using it. So at 1 a.m., the backup program is going to look for drive E, and put your backed up files on that drive, or maybe a subfolder in that drive. So when you're done using the computer at night, you plug in your external drive, because you never want to have it plugged in during the day while you're using it. You plug in that drive, you go to bed, and at 1 a.m., the backup gets sent to drive E. And in the morning, you check it and see, yep, there are your files backed up nice and safely. And you disconnect the external drive so you can start using the computer for the day. And that's all fine as long as nothing changes. Here's where the problem comes in. Let's say sometime during the day you plug in a flash drive to the USB port on your computer. 
Well, guess what drive letter that flash drive gets? It gets the next letter available alphabetically, which is drive E. Not a big deal, really. You, you check out some files on the flash drive or whatever, and you just happen to leave it in there. Now, I'm using the example of a flash drive, but it could be something else, too, like a printer with a card reader, or it could be a scanner, or any other item that gets assigned a drive letter. So that night, you're all done using the computer, and you know you need to connect that external drive so the backup can happen at 1 a.m. again, so you plug in the external drive and go to bed. But the 1 a.m. backup doesn't happen. That's because the backup software knows that it's supposed to put those backed up files on drive E or a subfolder in drive E. And drive E right now is the flash drive that you left in the computer. Maybe that flash drive doesn't have enough available space to store the backup. Probably doesn't. Maybe the flash drive doesn't have the subfolder that the backup program is looking for. There are lots of reasons why the backup wouldn't happen in this case. And what if you don't notice this and the flash drive stays there and for several days you keep plugging in your external drive thinking that the backup is happening each night, but in reality there is no backup taking place because the backup software doesn't know what to do. All because it's looking for the portable drive at a certain drive letter and it's not there. Well, as you might guess, the way to avoid this problem is to give that portable drive a different drive letter. And you need to give it a letter that's way up in the alphabet. Like, I often use drive P or S or M. That way, if some other drive gets plugged in and takes the next available drive letter, it doesn't matter because your portable drive is still the same letter. If the next available drive letter is E, you'd have to plug in an awful lot of devices in order to get up to drive P or drive S or some other letter that comes toward the end of the alphabet. So your portable drive is always the same letter. And here's how you do that. I'm actually going to go through the process fairly quickly here because I'm assuming you're probably either driving or out for a run or doing something else that would prevent you from writing all of this down. Good news is you don't have to write it down. I have all of these steps along with screenshots over at my website at computertutorflorida.com forward slash 195. Now it might sound like a lot of steps, but once you've done it, you'll see it's really easy and it's no big deal. First thing is you have to plug in your external drive to a USB port on the computer. Then you click the Start button. If you're using Windows 7 or 8, you need to do a right-click on the word Computer. If you're using Windows 10, you do a right-click where it says This PC. You'll see a little menu pop up, and you want to click on Manage. That opens up a new window where you need to click on Disk Management. Then it's going to display a list of your hard drives. That means your main computer's hard drive, your CD-DVD drive, and the portable drive that you plugged in a minute ago. So you find the portable drive in the list, and you do a right-click and choose Change Drive Letter and Paths. Then you click the Change button, and you get a drop-down list where you can choose what drive letter you want it to be. I usually use the letter based on the uh, brand name of the drive, like drive S if it's a Seagate drive, or drive T for Toshiba, something like that. But really, it doesn't matter what letter you choose as long as it's out toward the end of the alphabet. Then just click OK to lock it in. You'll probably get a little alert window that comes up telling you that if you change a drive letter, some programs might not work properly, and that's fine. The only program that's going to access this portable drive is your backup program, and it's going to know the new drive letter anyway. 
See, that's why it's important to do this drive letter change before you set up the backup process so your backup program doesn't get confused. And like always, if you don't want to mess with this, just let me know and I can take care of this for you remotely. You've heard me say it before, you know, if you don't have a backup and there's anything on your computer right now that you wouldn't want to lose, then setting up a backup should be the number one thing on your to-do list right now. I can do that for you and it only takes a few minutes. Now I have a question for you. Do you find this podcast helpful or at least maybe entertaining? If so, I would really appreciate it if you'd go over to iTunes and leave me a rating. That's a really big help. Or if you're listening to this on Stitcher, click that little thumbs up button. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can email me directly at pctutor at gmail.com and I read every email. Or you can call my podcast voicemail line at 727-386-9468. And of course, that's anytime, day or night. So that's going to do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.